You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for His glory. Such a joy to be opening the word of God today. How are we? Give me a thumbs up if you're okay. If you're not, don't worry. Hopefully we will be after the word today. I'm so looking forward to opening today's uh, scriptures and getting into God's word. Today we are on week three of our series, Finding Strength. Can everyone say, Finding Strength? Finding Strength. And before I jump in today, just to let you guys know, a little reminder for anyone with preschoolers in the room, feel free. There is a space downstairs uh, where there'll be a team there and uh, they'll do some activities and uh, some things with you. I know I've just got you guys to sit down, but for anyone left in the room, if you're not a preschooler or a parent, or you are and you're staying in the room, could you stand to your feet with me? We're going to do something a little bit different. Kids, if you're a, a, a child in the room, reception to year six, wave at me. Wave at me. We got anyone? Say hello. Wonderful. Uh, those at home as well, hello. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Never mind. So we are in our series, Finding Strength. And today, my title is Stronger Together. Finding Strength Through Christ-Centered Community. Stronger Together. And to help us remember this, in your kids' packs, kids, you've got a big idea, okay? The big idea is something that's going to be running throughout the whole of my talk. And this is helpful for grown-ups to remember as well. So we're going to do a little something to help us remember, okay? We're going to do a few actions. Okay, so the big idea today, and kids, you can write this down. Firstly, we're going to say, God. Everyone point to the sky and say, God. And then say, strengthens. I want to see strong arms. Come on, show strong arms. If you were at the gym yesterday and you're feeling swollen, strong arms. God strengthens me through, and then I can't do this with mic in my hand, community, and hold your hands together. Wonderful. Yeah, you hold them together. Everyone's doing a bit weird because I've got the mic as well. Okay, we're going to try this a few times. Kids, are you with me as well? You with me? Wonderful, okay. So, God strengthens me through community. Wonderful. We're going to do this one more time. I want you to say it with power and conviction this time, okay? So, God. Now, that was rubbish. Come on. I'm talking about strength, and you say it that week. Come on. God strengthens me through community. Wonderful. Give yourselves a round of applause and take your seats. I don't know whether you joined in doing that at home. (laughs) Hopefully you did. In the last two weeks, we've looked how God is our source of strength and how there's different ways that we can see God alive and at work in our lives, see his strengthening hand upon us. The way in which we find strength is that In any sense that we might find ourselves weak, as Pastor Esther said last week, any way that we might find ourselves weak or like we haven't got enough, God meets us right there. Strength for today. Strength to get through whatever that means, whatever that looks like. And you see, one of the most important truths I think that we need to catch is that his strength comes in different means. His grace is manifest in different ways. And one of the key ways that God strengthens us is through community. It's through the people of God. 
And I think we would love for this to not be true because actually the truth is where there's people, there's problems. Anyone witness to me? Wave at me if you know that's true. Okay, maybe you're just too uh, graceful. There's difficulty and tension. If you really walk and push into community, there can be problems because we all come in with our brokenness and our baggage and we're trying to worship Jesus and trying to pursue him together, but there can be challenge. And so I'm aware, as soon as I begin to say this, for some people who've experienced the, a great, the great elements of community, be like, yes, I get this, but there's some people that can be hurt and hear this and think, I've tried community. I don't feel like it makes me strong. Maybe you're watching at home and that's what you feel. But the truth is that getting before the Lord and individual pursuit and finding strength in him in our quiet time and personal devotion, that is so important. So, so important. All of us have our own individual walk. We'll hold account for our own lives and and what we've done with our lives as individuals. Our own journey of faith. Each one has been set a race before us, our own individual race, and yet we are called to be a people that pursue him together. I'm so passionate about this because it's changed. Genuinely, it's changed my life. Community over the years and walking with brothers and sisters has changed my life. Words spoken over me, just being strengthened through studying the word together of people who are also pursuing Jesus and can strengthen and encourage me. But it's becoming increasingly difficult. You see, we live in a society, right, that's becoming more and more independent and more self-reliant, and, and, and telling us that we can pursue our own dreams, leave others behind, whatever cost, will run after the dream, run after success. It doesn't matter who you hurt in your wake or leave behind, just run after what you want. The pandemic hasn't helped this in any way. Social isolation at an all-time high, pre-pandemic in the UK, Some stats from Ofcom, loneliness, over a quarter of people in the UK say they feel lonely most or all of the time. Wow, over 25% of people. We live in a, a digital generation, and that's been a blessing in so many ways through the pandemic. But it also can mean that we've got uh, no sense of community anymore because we don't really know where we're planted. We don't really know where the Lord has called us. The the idea of local community is becoming less and less of a thing. The idea of even chatting to your neighbors on the street that you live has, has, has been blown away. We live in a digital world where we're hyper connected and yet the least connected we've ever been. Also, the way in which we spend our time and the opportunities and the, and the things that we're drawn to now. I read this. It was on a, a news article from an Ofcom report. Nearly a third of waking hours spent by adults in the UK spent watching TV and online video content. So that's up 40 minutes in the last year. They see that due to the pandemic. So things such as YouTube, TikTok, Netflix, Amazon Prime, an average of five hours and 40 minutes a day. Maybe you feel convicted because your watch time is eight hours a day. Or maybe you think, I'm good, I'm only at three hours, 30 minutes. But some of us, we know our communities that that we watch on the TV, and we know that the families from This Is Us more than we know our own. 
This is us is great, by the way. I'm not getting a minute. It's fine. But we can get so consumed with series and get so consumed in these things that can distract us from what God has called us to do and what he's called us to be. And so I want us to really quickly look at what Christ-centered community is. And, and as I do this, I believe we're going to see the power of it. We're going to see the joy that will come if we can walk in this. So firstly, to define this, I want us to see that community is God's design. Community is God's design. We see this in two ways. We see this through creation, and we see this through the church. I'm going to just take us through this really briefly. In creation, we see Genesis 1, verse 26, says, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. You see, God himself lives in perfect community. Our God, three distinct persons in one, in the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And what does he do? He says, let us make mankind in our image and our likeness. So God, who at his very core lives in perfect community, he makes us in his image. Is it any surprise then that we are designed for community? You see, you are made in God's image, and God is not solitary. He eternally exists in fellowship. This is why it then says in Genesis 2, 18, it is not good for the man to be alone. Our God made us to reflect him. And that means that we are wired for lives of relational fulfillment. Within our very core, we are designed for relational connection. The Lord God said, this is in creation's story. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. And although this is specifically about Eve here, about Eve being made for Adam, this is not just simply about marriage. At the heart of creation, we have a truth that is so important for us to catch. It is not good. In fact, it is not God's design that you would be alone. I'm going to keep repeating that. Because the creator of the universe has created you for community. God planted the longing for true friendship, for true connection, for community in our very DNA. And the truth is, we're not just stronger together in community. We actually won't live a flourishing life without it, as God intended or purposed. You know, we see this need for community in society as a whole. I was looking up, and I'd heard of this a few years ago, actually, on a mental health uh, first aid course. And there's something called social prescribing in the NHS. Some of you may be familiar with it. And social prescribing, by the definition on the website of the NHS, uh, can be understood as one of a family of approaches, it says, sometimes called community-centered approaches, which aim to mobilize the power of communities to generate good health. This is our National Health Service. It says this, by 2023, at least 900,000 people, so just less than a million, will be referred to social prescribing. So in the next few years, just less than a million people will be referred by the NHS to social prescribing. This might be people with long-term health conditions, struggle with mental health, who are lonely, isolated, with more complex need. So the NHS, our National Health Service, are prescribing community. 
They are literally saying, by 2023, a million people will be prescribed community. We have the National Health Service recognizing themselves the power and strength of community. And that is community without the heart of God or God at its center. That's just people and being alongside people. And that is a beautiful thing in itself. Why? Because God designed it so. He designed it for other people to be part of our lives. So all humans are made for relationship with God and with others. But then also part of God's design is uniquely for the people of God. The church, the set-apart people for himself, a family of believers, of worshipers. And so we see part of God's design is the church. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, now you, everyone say you. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it. If you're a follower of Jesus today, this is a true statement of you. You are part of the body of Christ. This means that we are one in Jesus. This means that each one of us is part of this new family that God has won for himself. This means that we are an expression of Jesus Christ on this earth. How powerful is that? We are the blood-bought church of Jesus Christ. We are brothers and sisters in him. It says in John 3 that to enter the kingdom of heaven, we have to be born again. And what happens? We are born into a family of believers, a global family. But then we see the New Testament pattern is a local expression of church. Most of the New Testament letters are written to a local church context. And Paul, often he's not writing, right, just give up, guys, because you guys can't do it anymore. It's not worth it. What you read in the New Testament is Paul saying, guys, this is too important to give away. Deal with this issue and this issue because there's power in community. There's power in united pursuit. There is strength to be found here. Single people, married people, old and young, rich and poor, every ethnicity find brothers and sisters here. One of the crazy truths of the Bible is that marriage is temporary, parent is temporary, but the church, the new family, that is eternal. That is eternal. That is profound. That is powerful. And it means we should take note because the church matters. Paul goes on to say that one part of the body can't say to another, I don't need you. If you're in the body, that means, number one, you have a part to play. And number two, we need one another. If you are in the body, a follower of Jesus, you have a part to play, and we need one another. I need you. I need your expression of faith. I need your expression of worship. I need to see the purpose expressed in you because it might unlock something in me. I've seen this time and time again. Sometimes we can get confused because we sing songs like, all I need is you, Lord. And that's true in itself because when everything else fails, God will be there. If people fail us, God will be there. But actually, the truth of that song is probably too wordy to be put in a song is, all I need is you and every expression and manifestation of your grace and strength, including in community. But I'm not a songwriter, so I'm not sure that would work. So it doesn't mean we should stop singing that song, but we have to get it. Some of us, we sing that song, and we sing it when we're hurt with others. 
We sing it when we're feeling bitter towards others and we say, all I need is you, God. I don't need them. (laughs) I don't need them because they hurt me. And I don't say that trivially because this happens. We can be so deeply hurt. But the reason that I trust people, the reason that I push into community is because I trust him. I trust him and it's his design. It's his word. I remember in the kind of early time of of lockdown, lifting a little bit last year, I went to football and, and for the first time in my life I was experiencing social anxiety. I'd never experienced social anxiety before. But the time of lockdown, living at home, being on Zoom all the time, being disconnected from from community in in person, I was beginning to feel really anxious. And I, I went to this football training session and someone said a comment to me that I would have just taken on the chin in normal circumstances. This was CLM's football team. But I remember just... Like, it was at the start of the training session, and I just took that comment, and it just sat in an ugly place in my heart. And I remember going home and thinking, I don't want to be part of that community anymore. If that was you, don't worry, you're forgiven. (laughs) But it was hitting at a place that was insecure. I was feeling vulnerable. I didn't want to go in the first place. It felt like a lot for me to muster up. And maybe it's like that. Maybe you've come to church. Maybe you came to church a few weeks ago, and someone said something to you that you just didn't like. So your decision is right, that's it, never coming back. But the thing is, we come as broken people. This is a hospital for the sick. And so I have to come back to the Father again and say, Lord, I'm going to push into this, number one, because I love football. But number two, because community is your design. And there's grace for people. There's a heart of understanding, but it takes for me to get before the Lord again, for me to even come to a place where I can push in to community. Because it can be hard. Community is not only God's design, it's his desire. In John 17, just a beautiful prayer of Jesus. I could could bring so many scriptures on this. But Jesus, before the night he is betrayed, one of the very things he prayed for is unity for believers. Of all the things Jesus could have prayed for, he prays for this. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. This is the disciples. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us. That's you and me. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe you have sent me. We see God's desire that we would walk as family, as one. I don't have time to go into the depth of this, but really we see in passages like Philippians 2, there is a depth to the church and the people of God that is unlike any other organizational community in the world. Why? Because we stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. We are called to something higher. We are called to express the glory of God. Well, that is a high mandate. Anyone think they can do that on their own? Brave if you did wave, it's it's okay. I know I can't. But we see that it's God's design and his desire. How then does community and Christ-centered community bring us strength? Well, hopefully we understand that because it's his design in creation and the church and because it's his desire that there will be life there. 
we get that he's not created bad things for us, right? We, we get that if it's ordained in our DNA and in creation, that if we walk in it, it's good. But I want us to pull a few things out from this. Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 to 12. Love this. Old Testament wisdom. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. Pretty self-explanatory. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. This is just one snippet from the books of wisdom that point to the power of walking with others. It means we can catch each other when we fall. It means we can pick one another up. I read this from Hebrews 10. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. There's so many reasons that Christ-centered community strengthens us, but here there is a clear exhortation to not give up meeting together, to keep coming together. Why would that exhortation be there? Probably because some was choosing not to. But the reason there is strength and power is because there's godly counsel and advice. There's people to point you back to Jesus. There are people to rejoice with you, people to cry with you, people to bear your burdens, to restore you in sin, people to walk with in accountability. If you've ever prayed for patience or love or kindness, these things cannot be expressed without a community to express them to. Maturity comes in community. Sanctification being made holy, being made like Jesus comes where? In community. Sometimes I think I'd be fine if I lived on a desert island on my own. And that may be true, but there are still things within my heart that would not be resolved or changed and shaped. And if anyone wants to look a little bit more like Jesus, then we are exhorted to live in community. Jesus' summary of the entire law is to love the Lord your God. And to what? Love people as you love yourself. How can we fulfill that command if there's no people around? It gets harder to love people the closer you get to them often. It's easy to love people at a distance. But to walk in real community helps us fulfill these. Gifts, passion, and purpose are released in community. The Holy Spirit is given, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, the manifestations of the Spirit, so the gifts of the Spirit of prophecy, of words of knowledge, they are given for the common good. If you want to walk in the power and presence of Holy Spirit, the manifestations come for the common good, which means they come in community. My life has been changed by prophetic words spoken over me. I had a call, I think they might be in the room actually, I won't call them out, but I want to say thank you. They just called me randomly in lockdown. And they had a prophetic word for me, and it spoke right into my situation. Someone that I didn't even know would think or pray for me. And it was so beautiful. 
And we were able to pray together and so impactful. Why? Because I'm choosing community and they're choosing community and they're choosing to pray for the people in their community. What a powerful, powerful thing. So many things there. And I think over the the coming weeks, as we look at other ways that we can choose to find strength in God, we will see that these are all things that can be expressed in community as well. You're probably getting sick of me hearing, uh, hearing me say the word community here, but it's so important that we catch it. I don't want it to just be a buzzword that we then take away and don't actually engage with. Now, we all are going to have different responses to this message today. And for each of us, our response will be different. But each one of us needs the help of Holy Spirit. And I'm going to invite us where we are to stand to our feet, if you are able to. I'm going to invite the worship team to join me. And I'm just going to pray and invite Holy Spirit to come. And for some of us today, we might simply need to just get in the mix of community. And you know, life groups at CLM are just a way of being intentional about Christ-centered community. And maybe you think, I need to get involved in that. I don't feel like I'm embedded here at CLM, but I know this is home. Then if you're watching at home, you can email us. If you're here in the room and you know that's for you and you need to be brave and and step out to ask more about these places where Christ-centered community takes place, then Go to the connect point, speak to myself or one of the team. For some of us, we might need to choose to fight for our community. We might need to fight to put Jesus back in the center because we're talking about Christ-centered community. But maybe you've got brothers and sisters you walk with, but you don't talk about Jesus. Maybe you need to fight to put Jesus back in the center of your family or in your marriage. To ask yourself, when was the last time we prayed together? When was the last time I encouraged you with the word? When was the last time I spurred someone on to good deeds and good works? When was the last time I prayed for someone and just dropped them a text of encouragement? Maybe you're here and you just feel like I've got no strength to give out. Come back to the source. Come back to God. But there is beauty in strengthening others, the the strength that we too find. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and just going to ask Holy Spirit to come and put his finger on the places of our heart that need to shift in this. Maybe for some of us, we know that we're carrying burdens that are not ours to carry, that we're carrying the weight of sin or shame or condemnation and one of God's patterns is to share, to walk in life. And you know, I I just need strength to talk to someone. Maybe you need Holy Spirit's help to forgive today. Maybe you've been deeply hurt by something someone said or something someone did, and you need to bring that before the Lord. Maybe you need to speak to that person. today, whatever it is, we make a decision by the power of the Holy Spirit to choose his pattern, his design, his desire over our preference. To say, God, I want to walk in your strength. And if this is a way that I can, I choose to do it.
Let's pray together. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come, that you would come and stir hearts. I pray that you would recall within us, Lord, where we might need to shift some things. I pray for anyone that needs to make a step towards community today. I pray, God, give them the strength to. Lord, I pray for anyone holding bitterness or hurt towards another, Lord, especially within the CLM family. Lord, we pray for strength, Lord, for this to be reconciled. Lord, whatever this looks like, Lord, we thank you that your word says that we should make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. And Lord, we know it's only the unity of the Spirit because it's your Spirit that gives us love. It's your Spirit that gives us patience and gentleness and kindness and self-control. So Holy Spirit, as we worship you now, we pray that you would minister to each and every heart. We pray, Lord, that you would come and fill us afresh. Would this be a place, Lord, would CLM be a house, Lord, where we walk in depth, where we walk shoulder to shoulder, spurring one another on to good deeds, where we exhort one another, where we walk in love. So Father, we come and we pray, Lord, as we worship you now, would you minister to each one? Would you help us to not leave this word here, but respond to the truth of your word, to your design, to your desire in the creation of this universe, in the creation of our lives, in the model of the church, Lord, would you come? We pray this in your beautiful and precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.